This is episode 49 of the Idea Blog podcasts on the Criminal Code of Canada. My name is Lisa Silver, and today we will be discussing sections 54 and 56 of the Criminal Code. The episode is entitled Just Desserts The Offense of Assisting a Deserter. In this episode, we will discuss two sections that are closely related to previous sections that I've discussed involving offenses against the integrity of Canada's security forces. Section 54 specifically relates to the armed forces. As with mutiny, the offense is also found in the National Defense Act, but in much greater detail from Section 88, which is the offense of desertion, to Sections 90 to 91, which are sections on absence without leave. The offense was in the 1892 Criminal Code under Section 73, and in the precursor to the Code, Burbage's Digest of the Criminal Law in Canada under Article 71. Section 54 is entitled Assisting Deserter and reads as follows. Everyone who aids, assists, harbors, or conceals a person who he knows is a deserter or absentee without leave from the Canadian forces is guilty of an offence punishable on summary conviction, but no proceedings shall be instituted under this section without the consent of the Attorney General of Canada. Originally, in the 1892 Code, the offence was a hybrid or dual offence, permitting the Crown to prosecute either by indictment or summarily before two justices of the peace. The maximum penalty by way of indictment was a fine and imprisonment in the discretion of the court. If preceded by way of summary conviction or summarily, the maximum penalty was a $200 fine with six months imprisonment in default the 1892 offence, required that the accused person was not a member of the armed forces. Section 56 specifically relates to the RCMP, our National Police Service, which has militaristic parallels in structure and purpose. This offence, too, had an equivalent in Burbage's Digest under Article 73 and was also in the 1892 Criminal Code under Section 75. Of course, at that time, the reference was to the Northwest Mounted Police. The current Royal Canadian Mounted Police Act does not have a desertion section per se, but does have a provision for terminating a member's pay and allowances if absent from duty under Section 22. Under the RCMP regulation and pursuant to the Code of Conduct, an RCMP member must, quote, remain on duty unless otherwise authorized, end quote, or be subject to discipline. Section 56 in the Criminal Code, which is entitled Offenses in Relation to Members of RCMP, read as follows. Everyone who willfully, subsection A, persuades or counsels a member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police to desert or absent himself without leave, subsection B, aids, assists, harbors, or conceals a member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police who he knows is a deserter or absentee without leave, or subsection C, aids or assists a member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police to desert or absent himself without leave, knowing that the member is about to desert or absent himself without leave, is guilty of an offence punishable on summary conviction. 
The actus reus component of Section 54 requires the accused person to, quote, aid, assist, harbors, or conceals, end quote, in committing the offense. Similar terminology is used under Section 56 in offenses relating to RCMP officers. This phrase is also used under Section 299 of the National Defense Act to describe the offense of accessories to desertion or absence without leave under that act. Section 23 of the Criminal Code, the offense of, of accessory after the fact, as discussed in a previous podcast, which is episode 27, the text can be found at www.ideablog.ca, or you can access the podcast on that website, or you can access episode 27 on iTunes uses slightly different terminology in Section 23 to describe the prohibited conduct and uses the phrase receives comforts or assists. The phrase harbors or conceals is also found under Section 83.23 of the Criminal Code, which is the offense of concealing a person who carried out or is likely to carry out terrorist activity. The offense of procuring under Section 286.3 refers to recruits, holds, conceals, or harbors. Similar language is found in the human trafficking sections 279.011 and 279.01. And in abduction, which sections can be found under Section 281 to 283. Of course, the party section, which is section 21, requires the accused person aids or abets under subsection 1, but under section 21, subsection 2, which is the common intention section, the act is assisting. It seems, therefore, that section 54 is a combination of a party offense and an accessory after the fact offense as well as having dimensions that involve the substantive offenses of abduction or the concept of harboring or concealing someone. It's difficult to contemplate when an act would be aiding rather than assisting. Dictionary meanings suggest that the two words are effectively synonyms, as aid means to give assistance. The term harbor, according to the dictionary, includes an aspect of comfort, as it is defined as a, quote, place of security and comfort, end quote, similar to a refuge. Comfort is defined as, quote, to give hope and strength to, end quote, or, quote, to the ease, the grief, or trouble of, end quote. In 2016 case from the Ontario Court of Justice, Considering the offense of human trafficking in Regina and D'Souza, Justice Conlon, in paragraph 146, defined harbor very narrowly as simply providing shelter and conceal as to hide or keep a secret. It should be noted that the Section 54 offense cannot be prosecuted without the consent of the Attorney General of Canada. This requirement suggests the prosecution of this offense requires special scrutiny, adding an additional layer of prosecutorial discretion. There are other offenses in the code requiring similar consent, for example, such as offenses related to the space station, 
and are committed by crew members of that space station pursuant to section 7, subsection 2.3, and 7, subsection 2.31. This gives some idea of the delicacy of the offenses and the requirement for a second look by the federal government prior to prosecution. The mens rea component for Section 54 as subjective mens rea can be found in the knowledge requirement that the accused know the person so assisted is a deserter or absentee without leave from the Canadian forces or from the RCMP. Again, Section 54 must be read in light of the deserter and absentee without leave sections in the National Defense Act. Clearly, the criminal code section is to be used in an especially egregious case of accessory after the fact and is an offense in a range of offense-like sections found under the military legislation. Section 56 also has a knowledge requirement under subsection B and C, but the offense must also be committed willfully. As per Buzenga and Roche, a 1979 Ontario Court of Appeal case, the word willfully can suggest a requirement for a high level of intention or can denote the general form of subjective mens rea, which includes recklessness. However, considering the additional knowledge requirement, an argument can be made that the accused must have a high level of intention in order to commit this offense. I could not find any relevant case law in these two sections, suggesting they are rarely used. No doubt the requirement for the consent of the Attorney General of Canada to prosecute the Section 54 offense contributes, contributes to this lack of use. It also suggests that these sections need to be reviewed in any criminal code reform and possibly repealed as historical offenses which no longer are required in our criminal law. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and I look forward to presenting episode 50, the big 5-0, the next time.